The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. So today we have Katie Kelly with the Katie Sitters Club, also known as our nanny. But we're in studio today and so excited to have you, Katie, because you've always got the best tips and we've got lots of questions from our listeners for you. So we're just going to do some rapid fire ones if you're okay with that. Let's do it. Okay. The first one is, do you have any tips for getting kids out the door quickly if that's possible? And just side note, let me tell you that Katie is the fastest at getting our kids out the door. I still don't know how she does it. When I'm by myself, I'm like, how does she do it? I pride myself in getting all three kids ready and loaded up before Haley gets to the car. <laughs> it's a, it's a, my own personal competition that you have no idea that I do, but Uh, It is absolutely possible to get your kids out of out the door quickly. The key is to just prepare ahead of time. So we always keep a diaper bag stocked with everything we need in it every night. It's like go through the diaper bag, make sure all the stuff you needed is in it for the next day. Depending on what you're doing, just making sure you have snacks that you can just grab and go. So we have snacks that stay in the diaper bag or if we're doing fresh snacks or a lunch, having that all ready. Once your kids go to bed, get it all ready for the next day or in the morning while they're eating breakfast, prepping everything so that it is ready to go. And the only thing that you have to do to get out the door is put your kids in their clothes and throw them in the car. That is, I think that preparing ahead of time is just the key. I know. And if I lay out outfits the night before, that has helped me so oh, much. Oh my gosh. It's a game oh my changer. Gosh. I mean, especially with myself too. <laughs> if I lay yeah. out my own outfit, I'm like, oh good. There's no thinking involved here. That is probably the thing that will take the longest is like Haley's kids have the cutest clothes in the world. So trying to pick what I want them to wear. <laughs> I love to style them. So you're very good at it. It's really, it's really that is the one part. Like if we if we plan it out the night before, we're good to go. Oh my gosh, Katie, you're so good at styling kids. <laughs> All right. So what about your top potty training tips? Ooh, this is really good. So I am a firm believer in a potty training boot camp. I think that is the best way to get a kid used to using the potty and used to doing it all of the time. The biggest tip is to wait until your child is ready. That is absolutely the biggest tip. Every kid is different. I mean, Liv was potty trained at 20 months. Luca is just starting at two and a half. You know, it's very much you have to wait until they're able to communicate with you, you know, what they need. You have to wait until they're in tune with their body and you have to wait until they show an interest. If you are trying, you know, to force your child to start using the potty, they are not going to be into it. Like they are going to rebel with everything that they have. So you want to wait until they really start showing you that they want to practice and they start asking about it and they start you know, modeling after you. That is the biggest thing. You have such a fine line, I feel like, between when they're too young to potty train and when they're older to the point where they don't want to stop playing to go potty to where it becomes an inconvenience to them. You really want to jump on it. Once they start showing you those signs that they're interested, 
you want to jump on it. Getting books that are about going potty, letting them watch videos about going potty, letting them go to the bathroom with their parents. I can't tell you how many times I'm in a public bathroom and I hear kids cheering on their parents for going potty. (laughs) Stuff like that is so important for them to get excited about it and to learn. And then just insane amounts of rewards. I will set a timer when we do it like a potty training boot camp. It'll be three days. You are not wearing pants like you're naked. We're trying to go potty every 15 to 20 minutes and you get a you get a pom-pom or a sticker whether you go or not just for trying and just really encouraging them to keep trying and then sitting with them when they're going, talking to them, reading a book, just making it a time that they can have that one-on-one time and that they're excited about. One of the big things for kids is that they don't have the patience to sit on a potty or they're bored. If you sit there with them and you, you know, sing a song with them or read a book or count, like that's one of Luca's favorite things right now is he won't want to try. And I'll say, let's count to 20 together. And he'll sit and try to count with me. And he thinks it's so fun. And when I get to 19, he gets like super excited and thinks it's hilarious. So just making sure that you guys are doing it together and making it something fun for everybody. I love that you said, wait till your kid's ready, because I know that Bryce wasn't ready until he was older. And obviously there was a lot of change going on, but I felt a lot of pressure, like in my mommy and me, where all these, you know, two and a half year olds were already potty trained. Can you still hear me even though the video has gone? I know that I felt so much pressure, even though I knew in my gut Bryce wasn't ready, that it felt that all these other kids his age were potty trained. It felt it just felt like a lot of pressure and I felt like he was behind in something, but I'm really glad that I waited because then once he was ready, it was so much easier. If I had done it earlier, I think it would have been a lot harder. I completely relate a little bit. I mean, with Luca, because of course, Katie said Liv was potty trained by 20 months. That doesn't mean she was really like sleeping through the night potty trained, but she was during the day fully potty trained. But then, you know, Luca is starting now but he has shown all the signs of being ready. But in those months, I'm like, am I behind? Is he behind? And, you know, just kind of putting that pressure on yourself. It's not like anyone else is putting pressure on us. It's it's us doing it to ourselves. But it's been so fun to watch Luca because now, like Katie said, he can communicate things like when he has to go. And it's almost like he's kind of done it himself just by watching his sister. It's been such a different experience. Like Liv went through like the full three-day boot camp. And we were actually out of town for a few days and, or it was two days. And so for the first two days, like Katie's like, I'm doing this. It was one of your challenges. (laughs) (laughs) I like your challenges. We really benefit from your challenges. (laughs) So we came home and I felt like she was really almost potty trained. I mean, we came back on the third day and like, this is incredible. With Luca, he's kind of just told us like, I have to, he points and he's like, I have to go. And so It's just been such a different experience with each kid. And I think he sees Liv do it. And and so, yeah, I just want to stress that to parents. Like, don't feel the pressure to have it done overnight. Or, you know, when people say my kid's already potty trained, maybe they don't mean like fully potty trained. Maybe they just mean like during the day and during nap time. But I mean, Liv just now started wearing undies at night and she can sleep through the night without going potty. So I forget where I was going with that, but it has been such a fun and different experience with Luca because now it's almost like he's kind of done it by himself because he's really been ready for it. And now we can kind of implement those same practices that you're talking about. Yeah. And I also want to say, do not get discouraged if your kid is peeing everywhere. Like 
I remember a day and a half in with Liv, she literally peed on the coffee table. Like she was standing on the coffee table (laughs) and just started peeing. And I was like, oh no, I have made a huge mistake. This is never gonna happen. And it was, I mean, by the end of that second day, nailed it. And I swear this girl has never had an accident. Like she is very in tune with her body and just has been. Where I feel like a lot of people, they'll start and they'll have that, you know, rough first day and a half and they'll just instantly go back to a diaper. Never mind, we're not going to do this. And then they really miss an opportunity when their kid has been super interested and really wants to do it and wants to wants to learn. So just be patient with it and don't don't get discouraged. I always say give everything, give everything two days before you give up. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're back to school, which means there is no denying that the school year is just a chaotic time. I mean, homework, extracurricular activities, our commitments, we're all just being pushed to our max. So it's so hard to find time to focus on our own mental health and wellness. I know that's the truth for me. And so it's so important for us to remember that when we actually take care of ourselves, we're also taking care of our kids. I think that's forgotten so easily. And really prioritizing our own mental health can have such a positive ripple effect in all areas of our life, our work, relationships, motherhood, you name it. So every day, I think we just all juggle so much and we so often give and give and give until we're running from empty. And we all know we can't pour from an empty cup. So that's why it's important we invest in ourselves and therapy can be such a powerful tool to help us shift our perspective and find new coping skills and process difficult emotions. We are major fans of therapy. I know that's no secret, and it has changed both of our lives for the better. So if you're feeling like you're running on empty, reach out for help. Therapy can be this first step on your journey to self-care, and that is why we love Talkspace and are so excited to partner with them. So Talkspace is a mental health care service that meets you wherever you are. It simplifies taking care of your therapy because it eliminates the need to commute for appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. With Talkspace, you can access quality care from the comfort of your own home. Plus, instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send a text message to your therapist to let them know the issues you're facing in real time. So it allows you to just get the help that you need exactly when you need it. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. Whether you're feeling generally stressed or experiencing specific challenges, Talkspace can help you shift your perspective and work through what ever issues you're facing. We're here to continue supporting all the amazing parents out there. So as a listener, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code FULL to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's FULL and Talkspace.com. If you're run down or struggling or just need some you time, try them out. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cammie Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. 
something else that I really love that you implemented with Liv is the marble jar. And now, of course, we use pom-poms, but she got a marble every time. Was it every time she tried or every time she went? Every time she tried. Okay, every time she tried. And then she only got to hold the marble jar when she was sitting on the potty. And she really wanted to hold that marble jar. And so it was like, you know, you can only hold it when you try. And so again, that that was an incentive for her to at least try potting. And that was really helpful. And it entertained her so well because, you know, like marbles, pom-poms, whatever you use, they're colorful and they're fun. And she would sit there on the potty and just play with them for minutes on end. And then, you know, eventually go to the bathroom because she had something that was distracting her Mm -hmm. or engaging her, I should say. Yes. (laughs) And having the potty in, in the back of our car was key. I feel like we pulled over so many times and used that. It was just like, Yes. That's another thing when you're potty training, getting a little potty that you can have in the room with you, especially in those first couple days when they might just start peeing out of nowhere. Like even if you're catching a little bit of it, that's a win. Like you are grabbing them and they might be peeing all over the living room, but you make it to the potty at that end and you're like, you did it. You went in the potty. And they're so excited and it just makes it easier for everybody. And then you can take it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pom poms have really come in handy. That is really carried through now into just positive reinforcement for our mm-hmm. kids. So that's stuck. Thanks for implementing that. <laughs> no problem. All right, let's jump into tantrums because this is a big one. So tantrums are so intense. And so someone asked us, which I loved, which is not only how do you handle tantrums, but how do you keep yourself calm during them? So tantrums are, I mean, they are kryptonite to all adults. It is so hard sometimes. And they always happen in the worst place when you're, I mean, holding on by a thread already. I think for me, like I know we've we've talked about this before and that's something we, everyone needs to be reminded of is a, tan- a tantrum is just your child expressing an emotion, a reaction to something. The best tip for handling that is affirming what they're feeling. So just sitting there and what I do is I will repeat it back and repeat it back and repeat back what they want until they take a second to take a breath and calm down and they hear me hearing them. So just today, I honestly don't have to use this that often because I feel like Haley's kids have, they picked up on it so fast that tantrums are are not as common with them as as they have been with nanny kids in the past when I would use a different method where I would just ignore them and I would just let the tantrum happen and I would wait until they were done and then we would talk about it. When I learned to use this method, it, I mean, honestly changed me as a nanny forever and has changed the kids I've watched since, like changed the way we've engaged. But today, Atlas, I feel like with Atlas, I forget that he's old enough to start using these same tools that the other kids used because he's the baby. So it's like, he's just a baby. He's only a little tiny baby. (laughs) So today I was sitting in the back of the car and we were about to get up and go inside and he wanted to get in the back of the car with me. And I had said, no, we're going to go inside. And he instantly started fussing and whining and screaming. And instead of just, you know, picking him up, walking inside like we would and him not feeling like any of that was heard, I looked at him and I said, you want to sit in the car? You want to sit up here in the car with me? And he did his, "Ah," like, yes, you hear me. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I know you really want to sit in the car with me. We're going to go inside and make lunch. But after nap, we can come back out here and we can sit in the car together. And he shut it off instantly, was happy, got all excited about going in to make lunch. 
And that was the end of it. And it was just like another a moment where I retaught myself like, oh, this does work. <laughs> and this is a great method. Just that simple, like, I hear what you're saying. Here's why we can't do it right now. And here's our other option makes a huge difference. And then keeping yourself calm during them. I mean, honestly, it's like, think of anything else you can possibly think of in the world. Do some deep breathing, the same things you want your kids to do, model that behavior. And then I just always remind myself, like in my head, I say, is my reaction going to make this better or worse? If I react with this same frustration and anger and annoyance, is that going to make them, is that going to heighten how they're already acting or is that going to, you know, is that going to bring them off the ledge? I want to model the behavior I want to see in them. So even if on the inside, there have been so many times where on the inside, I am like cussing myself out (laughs) and on the outside, like, I understand. I hear you. That's not an option right now. (laughs) You just fake it until you make it. Like you have to just put on that face and and to show them what you're wanting to see. Gosh, I know. It is so hard in those moments. When I'm being my best self, it does really work. I'm like, wow, this is just like you said. Wow, it's like a, a magic trick. But when I'm not being my best self and I'm just, you know, saying all the things you do say in your head, but it, they actually come out of my mouth, then I'm like, oh, this is not working. Like this is actually backfiring big time. And this is not what I want to be teaching my kids long-term. Like this is not how I want them going into the world being. And I want them to be raised to have interactions like this and communicate and take deep breaths. And so I'm like, okay, reset. But, but yeah, that one of, one of my old nanny kids one time, I'll never forget it. He was a big tantrum thrower (laughs) and he was like in the midst. And this was before I feel like I really learned how to navigate them well. And he was in the midst of a tantrum and he stopped and he looked at me and he said, Katie, am I frustrating you? (laughs) And it was like, he knew like that was at at that moment. He's like, I know I am and I'm going to keep going. And I was like, yes, you actually are. (laughs) But it was just one of those moments where I'm like, he's seeing how I'm reacting and it's not bringing him you know, it's not bringing him down. He's going to keep doing it. And we're just feeding off each other at this point. And then, and then I figured out we had to learn some new methods. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about probiotics and gut health. It's something we all need to think more about. And I get so many questions about probiotics all the time. What are they? Should I be taking them? Why are they important? So There's so much confusion and misconception out there, so let me clear that up. In the most basic terms, probiotics are good bacteria that help keep our gut healthy. They do this in a lot of ways. They support digestion, they improve nutrient absorption, and they also help balance that good and bad bacteria in our gut. Probiotics are also important for boosting our immunity, which I just don't think is talked about enough either. It helps protect against harmful bacteria and viruses. And so these tiny live organisms can have such a big impact on our health. So taking a probiotic daily really helps ensure we have that right balance of good bacteria in our gut, which is so important for our overall health. I always say we need to start paying attention to our gut health and taking care of it like we do our skin. I think a lot of people take probiotics because they think it helps with digestive issues. And while that's one of its benefits, they also have such a wider range of uses. The problem is, is that not all probiotics are created equal, not even close. And that is why we love Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. You'll get so much more out of your probiotic with Seed. 
Seed is different than other probiotics on the market because they combine probiotics with prebiotics together, and it's in this proprietary nested capsule system, which protects the probiotic bacteria from the harsh conditions of our GI tract, which basically means it can make it all the way to your colon where it needs to go. You guys, seed is the real deal. It improves digestion, eases bloating, and so much more. Healy and I both take it daily, and it's truly one of the most recommended products that I recommend to my clients. So if you're ready to start a new healthy habit today, visit seed.com living and use code living to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com living and use code living. You guys, it is such a game changer for your gut health. Join Haley and I and try it out today. I truly cannot believe the school year is here, and that means it's officially time to up our packed lunch games. So you all know by now our love of Once Upon a Farm products. We have them in our home at all times and have been using them so much lately to add some nutrition and deliciousness to our packed lunches this year. And so we are so excited because we have got a coupon code for you. Once Upon a Farm is the leading baby food and kids snack brands, and all of their products are Always organic, non-GMO, unsweetened, and made with no preservatives or artificial ingredients, which means they are as nutritious as they are convenient, which I love, and they're made with whole farm fresh ingredients. And you guys, they have so many products to choose from. They've got organic cold-pressed fruit and veggie pouches, dairy-free smoothies, which we've been loving lately, overnight oats, plant-rich meals, and more. They make it so easy for me to serve a good amount of fruits and vegetables and plant-rich meals, but they also take away all of that prep work. So having Once Upon a Farm in the fridge means convenient, healthy option in a second, literally a second. And they're great for all ages. You can use their pouches as a puree. You can add it to another puree to pack in some more nutrition for babies or older kids. We've been adding it to yogurt and smoothies lately. They also have great finger food options for baby-led weaning and meals for older kids. You guys, there isn't a product that they have that we have not enjoyed. And their subscription offering is incredible because it's completely customizable. So you get to pick from their variety of blends and meals and you can switch it up before each delivery. This convenience has been honestly exactly what I need right now. Having it delivered to my door has been a game changer for us. And they're also found at retailers nationwide and online. Get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order. Use code LIVING at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com, code LIVING. Go try them. You will love them as much as your kids do. Why we're speaking of meltdowns, how do you handle kids melting down when their parents leave, when a caregiver leaves? Because I think that separation always kind of ignites big feelings. And I know that I don't even know how to handle it in that situation when Bryce wants to do something that, you know, when I'm leaving, I I don't know what to say. Yeah. So this is another one where I feel like before I knew a lot about child development, it was just more of a sneak out, don't say anything, don't let them know you're leaving, they'll be fine. And now I do the exact opposite. <laughs> now after, you know, learning about kids and the way that their brains work and the way that they behave, I am all about being upfront, preparation for everything. Like Olivia especially, she is a kid that needs 
She needs to know what's going on ahead of time. She needs to have a plan because that is when, when something is unpredictable, that is when they have that meltdown because they didn't know this was coming and it's out of nowhere. So we will talk the whole day about mommy and daddy are going to have a date night tonight. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do whatever. And I, I plan an activity that's just special and it's not something we do all the time. And it's just for when they're gone and that's our chance to do it. We have to wait for them to leave because it's just for us and they can't do it with us. Like we're doing this and we make it our whole little, our little secret thing. Like last time it was, we were going to make pizza. So she, she was so excited to make pizza and it went from those moments where she would have these huge meltdowns when they left to now she's, she's so quickly like, okay, bye, we're doing this. And I'll be like, shh, don't tell them it's a secret. (laughs) And she thinks it's fun. Another thing is like, she thinks it's really funny to like play tricks on her parents. (laughs) So one day I said, I said, let's play a trick on mom and dad. I said, they are going to think when they go on their date night tonight, they're expecting you to cry and scream. I said, let's play a trick on them, a funny joke where instead you just say, bye, pat me on the back when you get home. And that, it worked that day. And every single time since (laughs) that they leave, that is her thing now. Like she'll start to get if she starts to get upset, she like looks at me and she looks at them and she goes, pat me on the back when you get home. <laughs> and like, she thinks it's hilarious and it's the funniest thing she's ever done in her life is just tricking them. It, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and sometimes she'll be in like the half cry, half laugh, but then she'll more go to the laughing, ha I'm tricking my parents. By <laughs> <laughs> they expect me to cry. They're never going to believe that I'll do this. I love how that's stuck. But yeah, just being honest about it, preparing them, getting them excited to do something else. Yeah. Those are great, great tricks. Preparation is key for everything. Yes, everything. The next question is, how do you handle different temperaments of kids? Like have one outgoing kid and then one shy kid. So I am big on just letting each kid figure out who they want to be and tailoring things to each of your kids. There's there's a way that you can you can reach each one of your children while you're all doing the same activity. I think, I mean... Haley has three kids and they are all very, very different. They're all similar, but polar opposite at the same time. It's like same with me and my siblings. We cannot be more different, but we're still the same. (laughs) It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. So with hers, it's like Liv is the, she's like in that creative stage and that, you know, she wants to be the star of the show and put on a performance. And Luca is that active bouncy ball of energy. He wants to ride the scooter as fast as he can. And he wants to jump off of something. And Atlas, I think is still figuring out who he wants to be. He's got a a toe in all of the pools right now, but making sure that we have something that's going to, that's going to reach each kid. So when we go outside, it's like, I'll pull out three activities that they can do at the same time. We're going to sit in the driveway and there's chalk and there's bubbles and there's scooters. And you can pick which one you want to do. And you can play with, with whichever one you want. When we're doing things like coloring or cutting or playing with Play-Doh, letting each kid do it their own way. A big thing with, you know, Liv, who's four and she's in her perfectionist stage, is trying to correct the way Luca does stuff. Like, no, you're not supposed to do it like this. You're supposed to do it like this. And I just always encourage her to, you know, you worry about how you're cutting your paper. We're going to let him we're going to let him cut his the way he wants to, because everyone does things differently. And there's not one way to do everything. So really just encouraging them to kind of navigate who they are on their own with obviously parent approved guidance. 
And what about the best resources to give a nanny or a sitter or a family member to learn more about child development? Yeah, so I am huge on any and all parenting books. I think that you can take little nuggets of information from all of these all of these sources and put them into your own life. There I've read a lot of books and there's not one that I completely agree with. There's not one that I'm like this is it, this is the way I'm going to do everything. This is the way it's going to go. I mean, I've done child development classes and I've done, you know, my newborn care specialist classes and all of those things have offered me bits and pieces of information that I've used towards, you know, nannying and childcare, but not one of them has been, this is it for me. I think being willing to look in a bunch of different places and find the information that works for you and works for your family is the best way to learn about kids and your kids. I love that. Anything that you find that you love, give that to whoever's watching your kids Mm -hmm. and using kind of this open mind about it, right? Like there's not a one size fits all for all of it. And so it's finding the bits and pieces that you do like. Yes. I do have to say this because it's one of the best compliments I think I've ever received. And I don't know if I told you this yet, Jess, but some of our friends have said that when they hired a new nanny, they were just in such a busy season of life that they were like literally didn't even have much time to like fully train her really and and show her the ropes. And so, which I can completely relate. And they were like, just go listen to Meaningful Living and go to their website. And I almost cried when I heard that. I was like, that's, that's our goal. Like we want to be that for parents. And I really hope that we can be that for parents going forward. And, and so Anyways, that was just really cool. Oh, that's cool. awesome. I know. That's like when they say it takes a village, like apply that to every aspect. Like it takes a village of resources. It takes a village of people. It takes a village of this to figure out how, mm-hmm. how to do it. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. 